So let's start by talking about um, the, let's call it the basics, mm -hmm. and then we'll get into some best practices. Right. So let's run through the basics um, uh, as far as both a lien claim and a bond claim um, so that we are all on the same page about how to protect your rights. So as a supplier, you need to timely serve a notice to owner no later than 45 days from your first delivery of materials on that job site. So um, the 45th day, so you know, is the day that that notice needs to have arrived in the mail by the, uh, the owner um, or the contractor, or I should say, and the contractor. So you need to make sure you do it much earlier right. than that. Now, if you use a notice service, um, like for example, Sunray Construction Solutions, you, if you get it to them early and they serve it uh, via what's called a manifest, meaning they, they process it, they put it in the necessary form, then they take it to the post office by the 40th day, 40, 40th day. Then once they get that manifest stamped by the 40th day, then they get uh, the presumption that it has been delivered, whether gotcha. the mail loses it, whether it gets delayed, um, it doesn't matter. So doing it early is always the best thing to do. Um, the way you count the 40 days uh, or 45 days is important to understand okay. as well. If you deliver materials to the job site today, tomorrow is where you're going to start counting day one. Okay. So day one, day two, day three, you're going to count all of the days, including weekends and holidays, through the 45 days. And if the 45th day lands on a weekend or legal holiday where effectively the mail would not otherwise be delivered, then that 45th day rolls to the next business day. So there are limited situations in which your lien, your notice is timely, even if it's been delivered after the 45th day. Okay. Hopefully we never have to deal with that. And the best way to make sure that we never have to deal with that is to do it early. So our best advice is from the first delivery of materials to a job site, you make sure that you set up a process in your office to uh, notice every job. And what we recommend is instead of trying to figure out, well, you know, I'm in direct contract with the owner, so I don't need a notice, or this job is bonded and my contract is with the bonded contractor, so I don't need a notice. Um, again, those are two examples when a notice to owner isn't needed. Just say, we're not even going to do the analysis. We're going to say when any order is in excess of some amount of money, $1,000, $500, $2,500, we're going to notice it. Period. End of story. Whether we have a contract with the owner or the contractor, it doesn't even matter. Right. Um, so best practice tip number one. Inter internally, you determine a monetary threshold and you stick to that. And every job over that amount gets noticed, no questions asked. Um, where we find clients make the most mistakes is where they try to 
game the system and they say, well, this one we didn't need to notice and, and this one we do, so we're gonna not notice this one and we're gonna notice this one. The cost to notice is relatively small. Right. Um, it's not worth taking that risk in our opinion. I agree. Um, and don't forget a small job can turn into a large job. And when that 45 days goes by, you can't go back and notice it. So maybe it starts with a $500 order or a $1,000 order, and then it turns into a $30,000 order, and it's too late right. to find out that you've now lost your lien rights because you can't go back and serve a timely notice to owner. So that's the notice to the owner. Um, you, when you are a supply house, you need to serve that notice um, in every situation when you are not in direct contract with the owner. Um, so again, the one situation where you don't need it is if you have a direct contract with the owner. Um, but again, I, I don't think it's worth it's, trying to figure that out. No, it's, um, so you're gonna set up a process in your office, you're gonna notice every job that meets that monetary threshold um, and then you don't have to worry about it. So that's step one. Okay. Step two is within 90 days of your last work or delivery of materials on the job, you need to record that lien. Um, 90 days is not three months. Right. That may sound obvious, but we have clients make that mistake. So if you're counting, right. Um, June 7th, July 7th, right? You're already making a mistake because right. some months have right. more than 30 days. days. Yep. Some months have fewer than 30 days. Um, the counting of the lien deadline is exactly like the notice to owner deadline, meaning you start counting on the day after the delivery of the materials. You count every day, weekend and legal holiday from that day until the 90th day, and if the 90th day falls on a weekend or legal holiday, or otherwise when your clerk of court is closed, then you roll to the next day. So for example, if the 90th day landed on a Saturday, then you'd go to Sunday, then you'd go to Monday, and if Monday the courts were closed, you'd go to Tuesday. Um, so that's an example of how you could you know, buy a little extra time. But again, just like we talked about with the notice to owner, we strongly recommend that you start the lien process. Um, that means actively thinking about, okay, I need to get my paperwork ready. I need to prepare my lien to record it at day 60, six 60, zero. 60. Okay. We do not recommend that you wait until day 70, 75, yeah. 80, 85. And the reason is, is uh, has several layers, right? So one is um, lots of people will promise to pay you and then it, they may not actually come through. Uh -huh. And if they don't come through, then it's this mad dash to get everything right. done. To prepare a lien is not that easy, right? So you need to get all the documents together. You need to prepare the form, whether you do it yourself or you have us do it. Right. Um, right. Then it has to be signed and notarized. Right. Uh, what happens? Oh, geez, the notary is sick that day. So now we need some to wait another few days. Um, it then needs to be physically taken to the clerk's office and recorded if you wanted to record it that day. Now, maybe you delivered something in Martin County versus Miami. Right. So now we got to get it over to Martin County. 
Now we can record things electronically for our clients right. and people right. assume, well, if you're recording electronically, right? I, I can get my groceries in two hours. How hard is it to record a piece of paper? No, 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 no. The current wait time in Miami-Dade County today is uh, five business days. That's today. We have seen it as high as three weeks. Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. And it's rare that we see it uh, sooner than um, a couple of business days. So it takes time. And if you wait till the last minute, then that's usually when the mistakes happen. It's much easier to record and then satisfy than it is to risk that amount of money. Now you may make a business decision, well, it's only $4,000. I have a great relationship. I have a personal guarantee. If it doesn't work out, I have some other recourse. I'm gonna wait till day 70 or 80. You know, that's an internal business decision you can make. But I would suggest if the amount of money is substantial and uh -huh. want to ensure that your rights are protected that at day 60 you do not really wait much past that to start the process because it may take you 10 days before everything comes together it gets submitted for recording and now we're dealing obviously with coronavirus right. Um, right. the clerk's office is open but not for physical people to take things in which means we only can record things electronically and uh, I'll tell you a little story. We had a lien for $200,000 that we had to record and <laughs> the clerk was not open. So Nick from my office went over and there was a police officer standing there saying, sorry, no one's coming in. And we had three days before the 90th day to record this $200,000 lien. Um, and the clerk, they said, no. Nick said, well, here's the check. Will you just take it and bring it in? And the, the police officer said, no, no one's going in. Oh my god! So we had to go back to the office and record it electronically. So we prepared an affidavit that said, look, here's all the steps we tried to take because if something doesn't go well and this turns into litigation, at least we can say we did everything we right, could. Protected. Right. So those are the situations we want to try to avoid if we can. Mm -hmm. um, so, and the best way to do that is to, is to lean early. So we talked about step one. Mm -hmm. Uh, notice to owner no later than 45 days from your first worker delivery. Step two, 90 days from last work um, uh, to record the lien. Um, the last step for a supply house would be that you need to file a lawsuit to foreclose on that claim of lien within one year from the recording date of that claim of lien. Um, now that, again, all of these dates are the outside deadlines. Right. There's right. nothing that stops you from doing it earlier in that period of time. Right. So for example, if we go back to the lien, um, you may have two more deliveries to make that you've committed to make, but you want to put some more pressure on the contractor or the owner. You can lien as you're doing the work or as you're continuing okay. to deliver materials. You don't have to wait until the end to do it. Um, you don't have to wait till day 60. You could lean on day four if you wanted to, okay? So don't think that that you have to wait till the end. Um, you can do it at any point in between. Um, the same is true for the lawsuit. So our advice generally is, unless you have a business reason to wait, mm -hmm. we recommend that you spend about the next 30 to 60 days after you lean 
actively trying to work on your collection efforts. Right. Making phone calls, sending emails, you know, pushing, prodding. Um, but then after that, that's when you, again, unless you have a business reason relationship-wise why you want to wait on this collection effort, there's really not, you're not going to be benefiting yourself by continuing to wait. Right. You should right. then actively consider sending it over to a uh, to us for collection because um, it's rare that the mere act of the passage of time is going to get you paid. Right. More likely than not, you're going to have to do something, especially in this economy um, uh -huh. uh, that we're currently living in. So our advice is uh, start recording, start the recording of the lien process at about day 60. You record the lien. Um, it has to get mailed out. So if you do the lien yourself, in addition to recording, you, you mail it out via certified mail. When we do the lien, we yeah. record it and we, we mail it out. Uh -huh. And then you spend the next 60 days um, actively trying to get paid. Um, and then if that fails, then send it back over to us. And then what we do is we start with a demand letter. Uh -huh. If that demand letter on our le on our attorney letterhead doesn't work, then we can talk about filing a lawsuit against the party you had a contract with. Maybe there's a personal guarantee. Uh, filing a, an action on the lien to foreclose on the property. Um, and again, this is if you wanted to handle it yourself. We sometimes have clients that say, prepare the lien and then send a letter right away, right? right. So again, right. you don't have to wait if you don't want to, but um, again, my my experience, having done this now for about 20 years, I would tell you, if you can't get someone to pay you in 30 to 60 days, right. they're probably not gonna pay you. No. Um, and you're gonna have to do something more aggressive. What we liken um, collection to is a slowly tightening noose. That's the way that, that it works, right? You slowly escalate what you're doing to um, cause the other side to start releasing funds towards you. Right. So, right. you know, you start with your phone calls, then you threaten, I'm gonna lean. Then they, you know, maybe you get a little bit of money from them, but you still are owed money. So then you put the lien on the property. Maybe that generates some more money, maybe not. Um, then we send a letter, uh oh, now they know you've hired a lawyer. I guess they're serious. I guess, I guess I'm gonna have to deal with this problem. Um, then that doesn't work, then we file the lawsuit. Uh, so it's that slow, um, and sometimes not too slow, escalation mm -hmm. of the pressure that you bring to bear on them that is intended to, to, to get you paid. Um, that's, the, that's the general theory behind um, collection efforts right, is, is right. to work it in that manner. Um, if, if you can't make progress getting paid then, and, and our demand letter doesn't work, uh, the reason that generally is the case is because they can just ignore you, right? There's, mm -hmm. there's nothing that causes them to have to deal with this problem um, except a lawsuit. When once we file a lawsuit, that changes the dynamic. And the reason it changes the dynamic is because if we send them a letter and they ignore it, nothing happens by ignoring the letter. But if we sue them 
and they ignore it. Now we automatically win and they automatically lose. That's called the default. Right. So, so now up until the lawsuit, them doing nothing has no consequence. Once we file the lawsuit, their failure to act has a direct consequence, which means that we can then now advance our case and either get a foreclosure judgment on the property, a money judgment against your customer. Um, so that's the kind of the general process from the notice all the way to the to the foreclosure.